0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Ancient Wisdom, your weekly Pokemon TCG podcast. My name is Corey Roush. With me, as always, is DJ Keener. DJ, how are you?
1: What's up, Corey? Living the dream, man. How are you?
0: Yeah, about the same. Uh, I think I might be the only person I know that actually likes the weather that we're having right now. I don't mind that it's like 50 degrees. Um, Other than that, you know... I'm alive, so take that for what you will. Yeah, uh,
1: I'm I'm chill with the weather. It is what it is. It's uh, it's nice to not have to run heat. Or this is the most like adult take on that possible. It cost me zero dollars for it to be this temperature. So,
0: yeah, <laughs> yep. mine's uh, similar. Of like, well, I can actually wear whatever I want because like it's not it's not too warm for jeans, but it's also not too cold for shorts. So I'm in a oh, nice yeah, place. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so we're kinda we're gonna get into the week that was. I don't know what what have you let's start there. What have you played mostly over the last week since we since we've talked? I know that today we're gonna be more of a focused show on in terms of one archetype. Is that what you've been playing mostly, or are there other things that you've been playing?
1: For the last two days, I have been pretty much all in on uh different comfy decks. Um before that, I had been kind of wrapping up my tour around the different Lugia decks to see what I liked and get a little bit more into that. Um it has nothing to do with it being a Duralidon deck, but the Duralists have just not been working for me. Um, it's something that I definitely need to like iterate on a little bit more, but you give up a lot of consistency slots to fit things like extra impact energies and a two, two Dura line as opposed to something like a one, one Urshi line or just greeting and saying, we don't need any special things. We'll just play like Eve, uh, Stone Drenner, and T So just kind of working through that stuff, I I need to work a little bit more on the the Dura stuff to try to figure out what works there, Um, which is definitely like my next project to keep working on for myself because I'm pretty happy with my other Lugia stuff. But then just playing a ton of different Lost Zone decks. Uh, What about you?
0: Uh, plenty of loss zone, as always, uh, definitely some control, but I know that, like, we joked offline that you assumed that I, the control would subsume my entire week, and it really hasn't as much as usual, whether it be because, like, I don't know, like, I think the deck is good, but I don't necessarily, like, where I'm at on the yellow ladder, like, it just doesn't make sense playing it, like, I, the, the matchups you're prepared for and all you're going to be seeing on a regular basis, so, like, yeah, I'm gonna lose to, like, Calyrex or, 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 or like pick, like I play, I've played, like, unfortunately, there was a, like, a, a stretch where I played, like, three different Soul Rock Lunatone decks in an hour. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well,
1: just unwinnable.
0: Yeah. So what am I doing here? Why am I wasting my time? So it's like, that's the kind of thing that I think I've tabled until I eventually, hopefully, climb up. uh So yeah, a lot of Lost Zone. Unfortunately, some Arctina. I don't like, I know I'll never sign up with Arceus. I, I don't want to say never because that seems like an over exaggeration. I don't want to ever sign up with an Arc deck. But like, I can also see why people would because like, it is good. It's not necessarily my playstyle, but yeah, I understand yeah. that it's good. So I've been trying to force myself to do that. So I'm not just like, if it ever turns mm-hmm. around that I that I end up wanting to play it, I'm, it's not like, well, I haven't played Arceus in a year, right? So, right. um... Just yeah, keeping
1: well, your options open. I think yeah, yeah. the the devil's advocate like argument for playing control anyway is like, I to me especially like the the latter games have very little to do with winning or losing, and more like yeah. just like learning and understanding situations, like. I concede a ton of ladder games instead of finishing them out, like, that's ignoring the fact that, like, if you're playing during the day, like, shit just happens that you're not able to pay attention to your turns. The that standard too. deck especially is like, you know, you get distracted for a turn, or you're not, like, able to give it the full attention to like, game plan out. Exactly or like, how big, you need stupid, resources.
0: big stupid, the number of times I've accidentally clicked the forest steel stone button as opposed to mm-hmm. the rotom ability button, and then I'm like, oh, Well wow. yeah. is Or vice that. versa. It's like, well, that see you later yep. so, yeah yeah uh, exactly
1: it's just i you know again i think it's just more about like identifying situations and learning how to to handle certain game states and stuff which yep. I, I think you are able to do at like any rank with any deck on the ladder like sometimes i feel like instead of playing out games that you feel like you have a really good understanding of how that specific game state's going to play out like if you're literally just testing it's almost better just concede and go next even if you're going to win like yeah that you, makes you know, sense. it's just about how you budget your time right <laughs>
0: Yes, sir. And then, like, I I know I want to get into Guardy more, and we've talked about that. Like, I want to actually test that because it is like, it, like, it seems like the deck that like literally everybody likes now after mm-hmm. Tord played it, which is partially Tord, partially I'm surprising the deck thing. to everybody, right? Yeah. So I want to at least, and I know that it's going to be like obviously it's it's purported to be insane next set as well. So I want to at least get myself familiar with that as well. But with with us like preparing for champ-
1: champions festivals now, then ah uh, no, surprise no. those bad boys up too. what. What's the price on those bad boys up to?
0: I think last I looked, it was five hundred, but I'm not sure if that's. Let's see, TCG player right now. This is riveting, riveting listening to. Oh, uh, there's one for. Uh, that's a staff one though, but it's seven hundred and fifty. Well, there you uh, go. Uh, there's a regular one that is... oh, I got one for
1: four seventy five. But it's not English.
0: This one's four seventy. This is four seventy three. That's an English one. Boom! See. Yeah. So, and I mean, like, if it makes anyone feel better, which obviously it will not, it seems that you only play one of it. So,
1: if it makes anyone feel any better, that would not be the most expensive card either of us have purchased to play with.
0: Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, no, no. It, would it be the most one, the most expensive one that I purchased just for testing? Probably, because I don't know. That yeah, there's... it's
1: just going to go up, though.
0: Yeah. No. Obviously, like, if you're just like if you're looking at as an investment, probably don't play with it. Just you know, like hold it but yeah yeah and then play it
1: at like the tournament right i'm just saying like i I don't think i don't think you get them any cheaper if you're you know interested there is like a limited quantity problem here
0: no, the the funniest joke I saw was someone put on Twitter, "Hey, maybe they'll just make uh, Beach the world's promo this year, just a really miss I love people. that. That'd be hysterical, and like actually say this is not like it doesn't do. Don't give it an updated like no, it stays at the and standard.
1: That'd <laughs> <Yeah>. be amazing. <laughs> that
0: would make me really happy. Um, yes, for sure, for sure. But, like we're the wrong kind of people there. Uh, but yeah, so let's get into the topic of the week. Uh, we wanted to kind of look at all of the Lost Zone decks because there are a number of them. And coming into the format, it was like before people really got like prepared or were like looking towards the UIC, when we first saw this rotation, we're like, well, okay, Lost Zone is going to be the deck 30% play rate when you p- combine all v- the variants. It's probably mm-hmm. pretty close to that anyway. Um, but the results are kind of a mixed bag, right? I know that it was not as nearly as impressive at UIC as we thought it would be. And coming out of UIC, I looked at the online data for the last, like, I guess, like, eight days at this point. There have been 16 tournaments with at least 50 players in them. And looking at the top eights for that, uh, there are one, two, three. There's seven different versions of Lost Box that have made top eight in in these 16 respective tournaments. There are only... and So, like, we're going to talk about each of them kind of individually, but I wanted to kind of, like, get out in front of this and say there's three that have double-digit tops and only one that has more than one win. If you had to guess which three had double digit tops of all the variants, where would your head go?
1: Um, just like four seal loss box, Gudra, and I'm actually going to guess Teeny, even though I think it's unplayable.
0: Yeah. So I was at one thing I misspoke on. There are two with two wins, I, and that's part of the issue, right? Uh, one is Gudra with 14 tops, which is actually just insane. 14, out, 14 tops out of 16 tournaments is a, a pretty strong ratio whenever it's just one version of the deck. Mm-hmm. uh four seal was playing just Seal Stone had 10 with one win and Giratina had 10 with one with two wins so yeah and then like but just for clarification the rest where uh if some some would play a split of sky and seal stone, mostly with just Bright dragonite and reiku a couple did play uh kyogre there was three uh sablezard had five tops uh sky steelstone only had two which is kind of surprising considering like co- coming in it was like Thought up as being the version of the deck, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. there's there's this different there's another one that I know Dave you and I had talked about independently where you you had said you hadn't looked at much yet. Uh, I'm intrigued by it at least a little bit. The single prize only, no V's whatsoever. Playing Kyogre, there was three yeah. uh, three tops with one win.
1: Yeah, I think that deck is is interesting and probably pretty good. It's kind of same like concept as Sablezard, except you lean further into um, Sableye. You have the Greninja uh, ability to kind of do more damage with the Sableye, and you get to end on Kyogre. Um, Which is interesting, because the big thing that feels missing to me when I play Sablezard is the fact that, like, I don't have the Greninja to dig through my deck more, and especially those Judges. Like, the uh, idea that Lost Box is really bad against Judge really comes from Sablezard, because you don't have the Greninja to help rebuild either. So, it's an interesting deck. Um, I'm not sure, like, I would need to get really into the weeds with messing with it to try to kind of refine it a little bit more i'm not sure i love like the lists that are out there yet but maybe they're really good i just haven't had a chance to play with that one in particular
0: yeah yeah, yeah. I, I feel like most of my time has been spent with Gudra. it was the the deck i played most going into eic like just as like preparing for us to talk about mm-hmm. that format generally uh so that's kind of where i ended up right now anyway but let's where do you, let's not start there because i feel like one, that'll be most of my conversation. And and two, I feel like we might as well save what is currently the best for last. Which of the versions do you want to talk about to start this off?
1: I guess let's talk about Art first, because that's the one that did have technically the best finish at EUIC. And I think that arguably has the most like room for different choices, even if it's just kind of like counts on cards. Um, Because I think Pedro's list was very good, but I'm not sure that it's good in like the greater sense. I think it was really good in that tournament. Do you have any thoughts on that list? And I guess, how do you want to approach the deck in general?
0: No, like I I think I agree, but like we, I remember when it was like, when, when we first saw the list, we're like, Ooh, I don't know if I like, I like the idea in theory. I like what they're doing here, but I don't necessarily like the list overall. I think that like one of the the things that has become a common tech. And I, I I don't think it will last. I think it was more for this event. And I think most people there would say it is the, the, uh, now I'm blanking on it. The, the, that wow, wow,
1: yeah.
0: was like the tech of the event and then now that it's out there i think other decks will be adapting to it like you already saw like i mean especially like an example is if um people adopt the penny in in towards list uh, that immediately mm. starts outing it so um that was one thing that like i liked for the event but not going forward i, I like sable's art but like we've talked about this plenty where it's it's one of those things that it it can just like your early game is very very like, yeah it's, it's much slower than the rest especially like if you expect to play against a lot of mirrors you're in for a real slog there
1: absolutely I don't like
0: I I I'm bringing up Pedro's list now because like I I've been looking at specifically the online ones and where they had gone so bear with me while while it's reloading slowly because of course now I want to see it <laughs> uh, um yeah it's I I understand the mill tank, and we've talked about the mill tank some. I, that's a tech that I've seen in some other lists as well. I don't personally think it's necessary, uh, but that's all that really stands out. Besides the Mawile is like what is a tech from beyond this? Because a lot of the ones that either that play for Sealstone at this point are playing the Pidgeot. So that would have been a tech before that, but I think that that's becoming a little bit more commonplace. So that you can like not leave it in play. Um, hmm. Nothing else really.
1: Now, do you think the the Pidgeot is worth it, like Pidgeot for Sealstone without playing
0: Mawile? Um, I don't know yet. The little bit that I've played with the deck and like, it's, it's, it's like, it's another way to like, make this work as the turbo version, Mm -hmm. which, which the argument is then just play the turbo version, but like, I, so I can see that aspect of it. Right. In the sense that sometimes you like your first turn, especially in this, like you're going to be so far behind if your first turn does not involve a chorus. Cool and do I really want to use my V star power to get a chorus cool on turn one? Not specifically, but
1: no, you don't, right? But you do do what you have to do. <laughs> yeah.
0: So if that's the only way out of it, and like you're already, like I said, you're already playing this list. You're already playing three Poka Gears. Mm-hmm. You're playing enough switch cards, obviously, with like and and like you should theoretically hit a turn one chorus cool almost every game. So guaranteeing that with a four seal stone, I can kind of get, but you're not really guaranteeing it either, right? Because it's only right. one seal stone.
1: It's still a two card combo.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I like, I, I've tested it some, and I like, I've liked it, but I don't know if I like it just because it's it's made it so I didn't have to concede immediately, and or because it was actually good. You know what I mean? Right, right.
1: Yeah, I think those are kind of the most flexible like set of slots in the list. Like the mill tank, I think, is its own beast, and then the Mawile... Pidgey for sealstone. Like if you if you're playing Wow, you have to play those cards. Um, I agree. So I sort that. of package them together. If you don't play Wow, you still can play Pidgey for Um And like the thing you're really trying to accomplish with this deck from like a, a play pattern is like if you go first, you want to go Comfy Comfy Turn One, and then mm-hmm. Comfy Comfy Chorus, Comfy Comfy Chorus for your next two turns. So you want your second attacking turn to be able to tag Osibelzard. Um, and the Pidgey is helpful there if you need to like forest Stone for the chorus but it, it just doesn't feel like that's really like a great option for doing it i guess i would almost rather play like the fourth pokey gear or some trekking shoes or something if i was that concerned about hitting um going second i think it's a little more interesting because ideally you do kind of the same thing like chorus comfy comfy both turn one and two when you're going second yeah and then vacuum your own card to attack and vacuuming your own card to get to 10 in your zone is a lot easier when you have four seal stone. And that line in particular is especially interesting to me. And uh, just to use Pedro's list and the list that um, the American group that played Sablesard played as the example, um, none of them played choice belt. So, like, you're pretty limited even on your targets to vacuum yourself if you don't put uh, at least a copy of belt in your deck if you cut those. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for me personally, I've been leaning towards no Forest seal Stone. Uh, I just don't think, like, these, like, funky combinations of two cards are really helping you make your deck any better in a lot of situations. And the Pidgey ought can be pretty awkward if, like you have to discard it at any point or anything like that happens um there's nothing in this deck necessarily to make you discard but like things happen in games it's possible and i don't really want to end up with that in my discard pile ever to get something like echoing horn
0: yeah um that's miserable
1: yeah exactly exactly but one of the uh big things for this list like that makes it preferential to the other ones is that you can do some uh, you have a little bit more game using the Charizard against something like the Gudra, so that's at least helpful for those matchups. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the other big tech things that's not in Pedro's list, if I'm remembering correctly, is he didn't play the Cross Switchers, right? I don't know, he no, did not yeah. So that's something that I have really, really liked in the deck by comparison. Um, not playing them feels like a mistake to me
0: yeah I, I i can definitely see that and like like i, I started with his list and then i i also played like and this is obviously off on, on, on another version of the deck but like nick moffitt's deck and i found in both of those that i generally missed it because they like you're affording you should be affording yourself the extra spaces to play those mm-hmm. and when when you're when you have that space and you played on other cards it just feels like you're missing an opportunity there so,
1: yeah, yeah absolutely i, mean, I, I definitely absolutely. agree with that um i think that uh one of the things that's been kind of an interesting question from various lists that I've looked at is like how many Manaphys and how many Claire's do you play? Do you have any personal opinion here? Do you think one way is right? But basically from like my perspective, you play four combined copies, whether that's two manaphy, two Claire or one manaphy, three Claire. Um, I think there's enough matchups where like you have to keep manaphy on your board every turn that the question sort of becomes how willing are you to give up a turn to Claire it back versus playing a chorus?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, I go back and forth a lot. I do, I think the the total count that you said is, is where I end up at almost all times. I think I want it right now to be 2-2. Two, two, but, like, it also... Again, it depends on the version of the deck. Like, in the Sablezard one, and this would... Like, I, I, it just depends. Because, like, if if I'm playing the Sablezard and I want to play 2-Clara... I I would probably forego anything like a, a Mirage Gate, because sometimes they play Mirage Gate to like get an earlier Charizard attack, or play Basin to get multiple Charizard attacks, right? If I'm foregoing that option, then I'm I'm fine with 2 Clark, because you're not trying to like loop Charizard as many times, you know what I mean? So then I kind of like yeah. the idea of the 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. If I'm playing some of the tech to actually pull that off, then I think I would probably lean more towards the 3-1, which is not necessarily an answer in terms of... Like those spe- like the specific mana fee issue, because I, I agree with you, there's a, there's a few matchups where you do want it in play at essentially all times. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think it more just I think it's more about how you end up wanting to map out your prizes over like actually what your opponent's doing, if that makes sense. And I don't know if you necessarily agree with that, but that's kind of like my thought process whenever it comes to like choosing my counts on those two cards.
1: Yeah, I think that makes sense. I, I guess like the slots aren't necessarily interchangeable because they're like doing the same thing they're interchangeable because you only have so many slots and like you know when you when you go oh i really would like to play a third clara you're making the concession to say oh I'll, i'll cut a mana fee because at least i can recur my one mana fee yeah um which is kind of like the decision i think the other i don't necessarily agree with the like magma basin point i think you're fine to play basin even with just two clara um okay because the, what ends up happening, at least from my perspective, when you're playing the two mana fees, is you're not forced to play those claras early ever. That's fair. Um, you're able to hold them more reliably for late game anyway. So it's like a little bit less impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the other card that sort of makes my decision on those is like if I'm going to be a, a two eye or three eye gamer. Uh, I lean heavily towards three. That was the other thing that I thought was kind of weird in, uh, Pedro's list. Uh, I think that three is just a lot better and playing two would definitely force you to play the third Claire I think as well
0: yeah no I agree with that and that's I I I would probably end up playing three as well like three Sableye as well so yeah, that, that, yeah that's a very valid point because I was not considering that but yeah that also that lends itself to that for sure and I didn't even I didn't even doubt on me that he didn't play it I, I looked at so many of the other card choices I didn't even look at mm-hmm. the Sableye, Sableye number but yeah I think in Sable's art I'm, I'm 100% and I'm playing three Sableye
1: yeah, I just think that's I mean, the best part of the deck is that you're able to start attacking with those sable eyes. Your deck is really kind of built around giving you time to do sable eyes stuff. And why not play three at that point? It also is like not totally inconsequential to Lost Zone One of them when you're playing two. Like it yeah. it's a little bit painful. Um again, playing playing the three choir does ease that up a little bit. Um but I mean I would rather play the three sable. I like it almost irrelevant whether i'm playing three claire or not i think i'd want to play three sable oh, yeah, i'd no. still be on the table
0: i i agree with that no I, I that like again that's that's i don't know if i was clear whenever i answered yeah question. you are you are i was yeah. just saying yeah that's something that's independent of, of the Clark account. i think i want three sable because like you said i want to be attacking with that like as soon as i'm able to essentially through the rest of the game except for where charizard is cleaning things up so
1: uh agreed right
0: yeah i i can't imagine one like one thing to play like i want to play as many of that like That is reasonable from there and like anytime i'm if i ever have to have like an awkward loss in in the beginning like that's always the worst whenever you're playing only Mm -hmm. two and in other versions like where you're able to clean up with like the greninja or stuff like that like it it doesn't become as much of an issue because like you have other sniping attacks but like when that's when that's your main thing if you ever have to loss on one you want the other two so like right
1: right yeah i agree with that completely and i think that um yeah, having no other spread other than, like, debatably Halucha if you play it is, like, really really hurting you if you are ever playing on just one Sableye. It's, like, doable. Um, you know, I've I've played Sablezard in previous formats where I only played two Sableye just to, like, kind of limit test with it. And it works. You get the job done, but it, there's, like, a, a certain deck-building element with these decks that's, like, what choices do I want to make to put myself into some really awkward loss zone decisions sometimes? And it's, like, Sometimes the answer is play better, and sometimes the answer is like, no, you really just can't avoid that all the time.
0: Yeah, I mean that is always my favorite answer, unfortunately. But I know what you mean; it is not always the actual answer. Yeah, it's
1: so. not always the answer. It's it's usually the answer, but it's not always the answer.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, anything else that could kind of go into these lists that you wanted to weigh on before we move on to the next version?
1: Uh, I just want to touch on, I guess, two other things. Um, one of the like the halucha is in this list, and I think for me, it's kind of. Just standard. I'm playing it in all my versions because the the ability to play that and knock out two comfies is too powerful for me to pass up on. Um, I think that's like a flexible spot, especially if you aren't that worried about other lost zone matchups. Like you can make the argument that you're a lot more dedicated to save life. That's already the best card in those matchups. You're fine. Um, but I would tend to disagree with that. I'd want to play the Halucha. And once I'm playing it, I would want to play at least one copy of Level Ball, debatably two, depending on what other slots I want to make uh open up for it it finds all of your cards um if you're not playing any of the vs i should bleed with that if you're not playing any of the vs it finds all of your cards except for charizard and cramorath yeah so not a huge uh pain there um and then the other thing i I wanted to touch on which i already kind of mentioned was like your your pokey gears i think that is just an extremely important card we already touched on wanting to chorus all of your turns um uh there's points in time where i almost want to play four honestly the issue being like you have to play enough supporters to justify it. Yeah. Um, and finding that balance is hard, but you know, don't when you're making space in your Sablezard list, don't go below two poke gears in i opinion. You, you you need that card, you need to find your Claras, and especially if you're not gonna play the uh the Forest Hillstone Stone stuff, fit all of your Poke Gears in. Same thing for a lost vacuum. I think you can get away with one when you're playing Forest Hillstone, Stone, because you can go stone for it, hit my stone. Uh, if not, play two, that's your way to hit more consistent turn to Sableye attacks when you're going second. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't, you have to kind of adjust your game plan to be more greedy and try to get, like, triple comfy into rotation and switch between them, which is not as
0: easy as you want it to be. No, not at all. Yeah, uh, Pokégear is a card that, like... I'm, okay, I'm going to kind of tackle each of your points individually. Like, the Halucha, I agree with completely. I Like, I, I was kind of skeptical about the card at first, like, because of... The, because of like not being able to ever pick it up and, and it just kind of being like stuck there but like mm-hmm. it, it's just like the t- the number of times that you're able to just like fix some perfect math and in other versions of the deck in this version i i'm a big fan of that card i i think that like you said if if even if it was for nothing else the, the ability to take two not like a two prize turn on two rolls or two comfies is mm-hmm. just such a huge swing in momentum especially in this version where you're probably giving up the, the first prize or two before you're able to do anything because you are moving a little bit slower it, just being able to swing that back in your favor is, is so important so yeah i'm a big fan of that um, just a,
1: one more thing on halucha yeah. actually just to chime in on one more reason the card is actually insane but like we've been talking a lot about you know figuring out your mana fee counts one of the things halucha also does is let your sableye just kill a greninja which makes your mana fees matter a lot less yep. so that's another way you can kind of make yourself feel a little bit better if you go like single mana fee. And play the extra Claris, which also gives you more Pokegear heads. So yep, to your next yep. point, or to the next point, go ahead.
0: <laughs> no, just that it's Pokegear. I, I I remember seeing an in initial list and being like, well that that card's not good. Why are we playing that? Like just because it, it's been in Santa for so long and we're just not playing it. How could it be good here? And mm-hmm. I, it took me like three games of playing it for me to be like, oh okay, this is hugely important. It's one of those cards that like, it's in Gudra as well, and I miss it every time. Like I have to click slim the counts there, and I'm like, well let's let's find a cut somewhere else because that card's too important. And like we just said before about how the ideal the idea to play like the, the four seal soon to get that first turn clara like or sorry the first turn chorus or like clara in the late game if you get uh roxanne it's just too strong to pass up on that card is very good I, there's no way i wouldn't play for and in specifically sablezard
1: yeah yeah i agree completely i just think that it's too important um even if you're like not playing much of like a box of supporters and if some people play roxanne some people play none some people play two yeah. um, which is one of the other really varied card counts in the deck but i mean even if you're just, like... Obviously, you're playing more supporters in this, but if you're just looking for Chorus and Clara, it's still just... Those are debatably the two best cards in your deck. One of them's your best early card, one of them's your best late card, so yep. you really want to maximize your ability to see those at all points in the game.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, and, it, like, this is probably, at this point, the most underplayed version of it, of this deck, but I still think, like, that kind of just shows how how much room there is for variants there. And, like, the reason why I say that is obviously, like splitting splitting the stones or or or, or what have you kind of like uh like that could make it break down into additional variants but like my point is there's sable's art and then there's the greninja versions and then there's like the the big v-star versions and that's kind of like how i'm grouping them beyond that so um let's get into some of the uh the stone versions then sure Uh, yeah because i think that you're you and i have like while we like sable's art i think we've probably prefer the ability that Greninja gives us all, a little bit more of late because like you're able to just kind of plow through your deck you're able to hit like I know you're a big fan of the, the turbo version with four seal stone uh, I've always preferred the ones with Kyogre too so like um mm-hmm. just the ability to, to plow through your deck at that rate of speed I think Dragonite's an obviously very impressive card the ability to have Raikou uh to tackle uh, like it's just an efficient attacker and now that like yep. I, I don't know I, I think that do you, like, whether it be, I, I think we agree on this, but, like, and this is one of the things that, while they are technically different versions, they also kind of are, like, the tech choice that you're making there. Are you ever tempted to really split the stones, or at this point, are you all in no. on just playing? Yeah, I, I just, didn't think Just so. Forest
1: Seals. I I do see them as the same deck, I guess, at this point, because from yeah. from my perspective, it's just whether you want to put a Sky Seal Stone into your um kind of more combo-based Lost Box list, but... I, I don't think that it's almost ever correct to make that choice. Um, you know, the matchup where it's like really, really impactful is Mew. And I just think you need to find a, a different game plan there. You're already pretty favored in the matchup anyway. So, you know, just keep doing what you do. Play a drape if you want to. Um, do good sable eye map. Map your prizes out. Play Kyogre if that's your your angle. Whatever it is, like it's it's a matchup that Lostbox is pretty good in right now. That's one of the things that I wouldn't worry about, and I don't think that like Sky Seal is helping in any of your other difficult matchups. Like you don't need it to make the Maradon um, matchup better on the the Regielecki. You don't need it for like Gudras. It's hard to kill Gudras. That's one of your bad matchups, and your Skysteel is not really helping you there. You don't play anything that can make that okay. Really, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, no. unless you do like some insane multi-switch play, and they left a couple damage on, it's just not happening. No. And then Lugia, it is still good against Lugia, but Lugia is leaving less Lugia V stars for you to to knock out. You're playing the matchup a lot less, so if the sky Seal's just not as good as often, so yeah, no. no, I'm I'm just out on it. But I I do consider them to be the same deck. I think it's just whether you want to put sky seal in your deck, and I actually think it's too big of a hit to your consistency anyway to cut one of your uh, four seal stones. It's just the big issue with Lost Box that didn't feel like it was going to happen is that it just is a lot clunkier. The Nets did matter a lot, especially for <laughs> yeah. hitting early um, counts of uh, Lost Zone cards and just for getting more comfies off turn one. You know, it's it's often the difference between comfying two or three times turn one versus uh, four or five times. Yep, And that's a lot. Like, that's four cards that you don't see in both of those situations, right? Which is a lot of cards to find your full first chorus. It's a lot of cards to find your vip pass turn one or whatever it is that you need to chain into and that makes a big difference so having more of these uh v star powers to just search your deck for the right card it it's important it's a big deal
0: yeah i i think that it's also like and like this doesn't matter in every matchup but like it's also the difference like there's a lot of times where like it lasts for where you'd be able to get like five or six cards turn one and then like still be able to poke with crammer yet now you're often choosing between finishing on, like, three or finishing on, like, five or six. And, like, the difference is if you finish with, or not five, like, five, but if you're doing five, you're probably not getting that grand poke in. And that's, that's like, that can go a long way in terms of, like like, especially, like, if you're, like, going against Mew and you're, like, trying to, like, set up damage to, like, I want to poke this Genesect so that I'm able to like kind of sprinkle damage here later or stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it definitely limits your consistency in terms of output. How many four Steel Stones would you be playing at this point? Because I've seen some people playing two, two, some people playing three. Where where do you land on that?
1: I've been playing two in my last I, I haven't felt a real need to go to three, Um, but I'm kind of a believer in playing some more consistency cards in the deck, whether that's playing Trekking Shoes or playing Boca Stop over Beach Court. Um. I just want to play some other options to dig through my deck rather than play more forest seal stones since they can be kind of bricky and clumpy.
0: Yeah. Well, that was going to be the, that, that's why I was asking, because I'm I'm trying to find exactly which, because Andrew Hedrick, who I think has won two regionals this year with mm-hmm. Lugia um, was, he had two of the three tops with um the, the split stone build and he was playing a two, one split. So he was not necessarily cutting back on uh like a, a forest seal stone, but you had to f- have to, probably assume that there is you're some factoring
1: in that that's still going to be a card most likely that's adding to the consistency of your deck right
0: correct that's i mean correct. even something
1: yeah. as simple that's like is an energy sometimes especially if you're like kind of greedy on an energy counts like your energies are consistency cards sometimes when you have greninja like yep. there's just most things are gonna make i mean not most things literally everything will make your deck more consistent than a force or a sky seal so the card does not advance your game state it doesn't help you set up it does change prize math, which is obviously a broken ability that is an extremely powerful card, so don't take that the wrong way. Um, but I think the main issue for these decks is really getting to the point where you're performing your game plan rather than finding the tech options to actually win matchups.
0: Well, I already made a lie of myself because I find, found one of the two lists that he talked to, and it was a 1-1 split, but yeah, so uh, yeah, it, it is... Just like it is a weird list to look at for anyone who has not seen any of these lists yet. It's it's looks like a typical like what you're looking at from the turbo version where you're playing the dragonite v the reiku v drapeon v you're playing the greninja you're playing the beach courts all the switch cards you can look for two lost vacuums uh two Polka gears but then also a one one split of the stones and i don't like you're still playing what that's nine energy so that's probably enough he's playing snorlax as well which
1: okay i
0: like, I, I, like it's just so weird to me that I think I would like this list significantly more if it was just the f- second Forest Sealstone because mm-hmm. I want to be able to do, like the the whole thing on turn one where I'm getting seven like that 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 should not be unreasonable in a deck like this where the other version does it most ter- most every turn like turn one going second, turn two going first. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that it, it, like it, I think it's a little bit too cute. I think it's like. Obviously, when it's good, like, you're, you're only going to remember the games where it won you the game as opposed right. to where you started it and you weren't able to go off. And whenever it spikes, like, obviously taking a four prize turn is enormous. But
1: yeah, I mean, I, I think know. from, like, testing it in both directions, that's going to have a massive confirmation bias. You're going to remember the games that you hard bricked within your hand and the games where uh, you got to beat you the cool way where they can never Roxania. you Yep. And you're not going to remember the in-between games where it just either didn't matter or where it was, like, a minor liability. Um, yeah. But I think that's something that's like interesting that you kind of mentioned before is how much worse Cramorant is now in these decks. And I mm-hmm. you see like a, a wide range of numbers in these. I I've actually gotten to the point where I'm just playing one in a lot of my lists. Uh it's just really hard to to weave in. And like you do have multiple Claire's in most of these now, so you are able to like recur it if you wanted to kind of poke with it over the course of a game if you're like hitting some kind of clunkier draws. Um but like as far as the Pokemon go, we are we are at the point where like I think every list plays Raikou and Dragonite, which I think is good. I think those cards are both good. Uh, I think Drapion is the only other V you should even consider in these lists. And to me, the choice to play that card comes down to whether you're a Kyogre list or not. Does does that still ring true to you?
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. That uh, like, and I've liked the versions to play uh, Kyogre. I've liked the single prize version that only plays Ky- like the, the single prize mm-hmm. that only plays Kyogre because like. I understand how people can, like, if you haven't played it where you think you need the Drink Beyond to beat Mew, and if you don't play a Kyogre, I might actually agree with that. But if you do, like, you can just set up so many things where, like, it's not that hard to take four prizes off of a a Kyogre, and, like, you're flying through your deck anyway. Like, it's just, it's actually, like it it seems like the kind of gimmick that would not actually be real, but it's, like, whenever. you're... If you draw anywhere near reasonable, it sh- it should happen most times.
1: The Kyogre thing is so funny because it. I remember at the beginning of Lost Origin, it was like an online phenomenon. Like people were just obsessed with Kyogre and online events, and it never made its way to paper in that format. Um, probably because that in that format specifically, Lost Tina was actually good, and you were already beating you just by doing Drapion and uh, Tina's V Star. Yeah, and at the time like we didn't bother to test that version ever and we just kind of memed on it a lot and then as soon as we played it was like oh no no this is actually just extremely <laughs> good and very easy to do you're yeah <laughs> you're asking so little and it actually is awesome
0: <laughs> it was one so. of those things that kind of rolled through like and um, obviously our anecdotal experience is through our locals but like it was one of those things that the second one person tried it and i, I came it was like you and i testing on the side and the second one of us tried it, we're, like oh and then like our friend group looked at it and they're like that's a joke right and then they looked at it and like oh i see it now and then like someone signed up with it for a local and it's like why would you be playing that and then you play against it, you're like I get it. Oh,
1: uh, right. So it's like, yeah, the you, second someone takes four prizes with it, you go, hmm.
0: And, like, you think it's going to be impossible to take four prizes, or it's, like, it's not going to happen all that often. It's going to happen, like, one out of every ten games. And it's, like, it happens every time your deck works. Like, mm. which is almost every game. Like, as long as your opponent's not disrupting you with the consistent judges or whatever, you probably get there. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of of that i'm a big fan of the
1: kyogre and i also think that it lets you do echoing horn things which is really important for beating gujra i feel because that's one of the matchups that's really hard for the sec it's just too thick
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah. kills most of your cards
0: (laughs) yeah it's uh, like i think that if there is a version that's good into gujra i think it could be that one like the Mm charge has some merit as well obviously but
1: yeah with cross switchers you have a lot of switches and you can actually kind of fight around it
0: yeah, but I, I think that the Kyogre I like if I was going to be signing up with a version not like this, like whether it be playing stones or not, I would be playing Kyogre, I think. I agree. So that like that kind of wraps our thoughts up on for the forest seal version and like essentially anything that is like a more dedicated like lost box without like a specific like evolution into things. Cause like even though like Tina and Goo are Lost Zone decks and Comfy decks, they're different, right? Like they have a lot of the same engine, but like you you map out your game. Goo different is lives.
1: different. Goo is significantly
0: different. That's fair. That's fair. I think
1: Tina is very similar to a regular um to right, It's very similar to the four seal decks in yeah. that it's because like it's just trying to establish a big attacker. It's big attacker happens to be Giratina instead of Dragonite or you know getting cute with like Kyogre or you know the Ryko or whatever. Um, and I think the biggest reason, even though it had decent online results, like Tina is just too linear. Yeah. For starters and place too many bricks compared to these other decks. Like to just quickly gloss over Tina, cause it is the, the real version that we're not really touching on. Um, everything that we've said about the other, uh, about four seal loss box, about Greninja Lost box in general kind of applies to it from like a, a deck building perspective. Except instead of getting to play these four seals and extra consistency cards, you have to play a bunch of gear Tinas and. I just, I do not see the payoff in that. I think the results of like a a major tournament bore out that way. And I don't give a damn if it does well online. It's just, it's not worth it. Don't play Tina.
0: Well, I think that, I think you actually probably nailed to me what is the most important part, right? In the sense that I think that deck is better than decks that are not like tier one. Like I think that still the Lost Stone cards are going to do good things. I think that being able to like, Giratina's uh, V-Star attack is very good. Um, having Shred is good, but I don't think it necessarily does anything better than what the Sealstone decks do. So if I'm mm-hmm. going to play literally the same Forty-eight, fifty-two cards, and I don't think it does the same thing better. Why would I? Why would I play that? And I, I think that that's what is always the issue for me. You could say that it's cooler, and I mean, Giratina is it's one not of my cooler. Favorites. You're wrong. I was say Giratina is one of my favorite Pokemon. So like, if I'm not going to tell you, I think it's cooler. I think that kind of tells you exactly where it is <laughs> because I want that yeah. to be the answer, and it just it just isn't. So
1: right, right, yeah, yeah. it's it's a little disappointing. I mean, because Giratina is cool, and when I very first started testing the format and something that is true it's like harder to get to you know those amounts in your loss zone so very very early in my online testing i was using uh is it abyss seek or whatever the first tag on gear routine is to both get myself a little more set up and get some more cards in my loss zone Um, and very early on that felt okay but the format has since you know become a little more streamlined decks have gotten better and now it's just it's just too dangerous to leave a a Two prize Giratina V and your active. And then to really enact your gameplay, that means you had to bench two of them. So now we're asking for a lot out of setup. And yeah, just, it, it's a fine deck. And I think you can take most of what we said about Forest Lost Box and maybe a decent bit about what we say as far as like the setup angle goes for Gudra and apply it to Tina. But I, I don't think it needs a, a whole deep dive by comparison.
0: Yeah, and that's the main reason, like, other than the fact like i know we we rag on that deck all the time but that's actually not why we are skipping over it essentially it, we're, we're skipping over it because to us it, it it falls in a similar in a similar vein so um but getting into goo because i think goo does play quite differently yeah I and, think goo has a,
1: a unique game plan
0: yeah so goo's been my favorite deck of the format to play so far so i've definitely played that more than anything but i'm bringing up my current list as well um it's like at this point i feel like most of it is is pretty decided upon where you're playing like the three three goo the four comfy greninja one cram some number of on which we will get to in a moment um the only from there the flex numbers are like are you going to play an energy recycler are you going to play some how many poker gear are you playing what's your exact switch count which stadiums and um a couple of like the support. There's a couple of different supporters you could argue over. And if you want to play video yard energy, does that kind of summarize the differences between the variations of the decks as like an overview?
1: Yeah, I think there's a, a small bit more. It's funny. Cause like, I do agree that when I look at lists, they're pretty standardized, honestly, for this deck, but at the yeah. same time, like, I think you can make an argument for which stadium you play. Yeah. I think like there's a lot of consistency card debates that you can have between Poke gears, you know, ultra ball counts, nest ball counts, whether you want to play heavy ball, Um, your energy count versus playing recycler versus just not even worrying about it your mirage gate count like there's a lot of very small tweaky things you can talk about for the list um but i think like the the greater overall deck construction is like kind of set in stone which doesn't really sound like it sounds like i'm saying gibberish when i listen to myself right now so i guess uh do you want to just kind of start talking about the list and your thoughts on the deck
0: yeah so I, I like that we've gotten back to the place where it's become a Melanie deck, because I felt like throughout a lot of last format, it wasn't. And play, like all of us are essentially playing two Melanie, and they're a lot of times they're debating on if they're going to play a third or a Raihan. I don't really think that you can play just two Melanie in either of an additional. Um, but it, it's just, it's very nice that you're able to kind of like, in the early game, you're able to tank, and like, yes, you give up maybe an early prize, but you're not in the same rush to get the seven. You're basically just trying to get off that turn to attack with the Gudra, which is like, it's a nice change of pace from something that is a similar engine. Um, yeah, so uh, like, I like this also more than a lot of Lost decks because you're able to play three boss, which is not something a lot of Lost decks can play. And just being able mm-hmm. to cherry pick your prizes differently, like obviously Sable, I let you cherry pick your prizes in a different way, but... Like, it just gives you so much control over the board. And not over the board, but, like, over, like, the way the game plan goes. And, like, obviously, Mm -hmm. Moisture Star is such a, like, strong V-Star power. Just being able to, like, literally soak up entire, like, turns of of action is just, like, so strong. And in a a format that is very tempo-based, it feels like right now. So, yeah. Um, Where did you end up landing on that? I know we talked about it some offline. Were you... Were you more of a right hand person or a third Melanie, or, or where are you at with that?
1: Yeah, so I started off as a. First off, you need to play three. Um, that's for yes. sure has been my takeaway. Whether and you need to play at least two Melanie. So yes. whether you're playing two Melanie on right hand or three Melanie, that's a separate question. Yeah. Um, and you certainly can play three Melanie and the right hand. Um, I don't think like three is the exact number. You just need to play at least three. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I'm playing two Melanie, one right hand. Okay. And. Last we talked about it, I was kind of off of Raihan, and I, I did finally build Goo to play some more with it.
0: Ooh.
1: Um, And I've been playing a decent number of games online with it, and I think there's enough situations where uh, you can turn the game with the Raihan that it's worth playing. Um, I also found that there's a decent amount of of matchups where I really want to put an energy either on uh, Greninja or... I. I hate to go into, like, a, a tech card already, but, like, or the Articuno, if you play Paralyzed Articuno.
0: I was getting there, um, yeah. <laughs> where I
1: think the right hand is really good, and, like, I I was playing the Raihan right already. I also, and I know we're going to talk about uh the drape count a little more, too. I don't like playing three of them or two of them, Um, but I do think, especially if you're only going to play the one, you really need to play the Raihan right so that you can uh either use it to clear path or use that to make sure you find the the drape when you need it. Um, and it also can like use to power up the drape if there's path in play and you don't have a stadium left or, or whatever. So I, I think the right hand has come around to me. Um, and I think the package that you most commonly see with right hand is playing the V guard energy. Um, I've kind of come around on playing V guard with the right hand as well. I, I do like it in the deck only because the, the mirror match math is good. Um, even if they have choice belt, they're still three shotting you, which I think is a really big deal. And for that same reason, like, I've actually cut my choice belt for right now, because I feel like in the mirror they're going to V-Guard up. And against most other decks, I'm kind of okay with playing the attrition game.
0: So as um, you say, you're playing no V-Guard energy.
1: I'm playing V-Guard no belt right now.
0: I'm sorry, I misspoke. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I, I initially cut it down to one belt when I fit V-Guard and stuff in, and I had not found the place, like, what to cut yet for, like, cut belt for. But I also am not playing Articuno yet, and I wanted to test that, and I haven't gotten there yet. So.
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm still kind of considering putting it back in, but it, it just feels so, like... It's kind of just random when you're playing one. And I found that not often if I was like setting my goo up, did I want to Ryhan for choice belt? Um, because the belt isn't good when I'm like in other matchups when I'm able to like proactively boss, but like if that means I can't Ryhan for belt and then boss their stuff up to, to chase down, you mm-hmm. know, Granitars or Maridon's or whatever off their bench. Well, that doesn't, you know what I mean? I yes.
0: But like, that's what, like, I, I kept landing on on and like for the longest time I was having the Defiance band in there because like, it is like, you're giving up the prize in the early game. And mm-hmm. I like a lot, like, I understand why belt is, is generally better because if you get, like, if you actually set up on turn two and you're able to attack like an unevolved Arceus or an unevolved, like, but like a lot of the times the 200 is enough. Or, mm-hmm. like, you can, like, play around it. So, yeah, I, I think I like that. That, that makes one,
1: sense. I was kind of working backwards where it was, like, okay, what what matchups do I care about? And then it was, like, it doesn't really help against Guardian, which is one of the harder matchups in my experience from yeah. the number of games I've played. And it's, yeah. like, well, Belt's not good there. So, it, it's only good if you, again, have it and can proactively, like, chase down benchizations. But... Once you hit, like, the, the mid-to-late game, they don't need to bench it ahead of time, right? They just play it and power it up. So it's, like, yep. very early if you drew Belt, you could, like, Belt, zation. you know, take a bunch of prizes, kind of swing the game that way. Yeah, But I found that that kind of felt like it's the wrong way to attack, approach the matchup, because, like, you would definitely want to play multiple Belts for that. And I just don't think it's good enough anywhere except for the Mirror, but only if they don't have V-Guard. It's, yeah. it's really good in the Mirror because it turns your Gudra attack into a two-shot on their Gudra. But if they have the V-Guard, then it's not. It doesn't change the map at all if they have the V-Guard. So I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm definitely not against playing it. I'm also not against playing Defiance Band or playing like a 1-1 split if you can fit them. Um, But that's kind of things that I had shied away from in the deck.
0: Yeah, okay. That makes sense. So we we touched on it already. I'm kinda I'm am i I'm starting with the Pokemon because that way we can kinda sequentially go through what a deck list would look like. Um you said you were off two Drapion and like I said, I, I started with two and then the more that like Mew is just essentially like cutting a lot of the stadiums and just going four paths and yeah, saying so have path. it then like I, I think that the one is fine and I, I like actually kind of playing with other things because you're able to like I don't know. I, I don't think the the second one is really all that good. Do you like the you know?
1: argument that Uh, I think we talked about this on the show last week, actually, but there is the argument that like you can go attach Gate, Melanie, or Raihan and just power it up right there, right? You are able to make that line, which is something to think about with Drape, especially if you're interested in playing too. Um, But from my perspective, and you've probably played the matchup more than me, uh, especially for Gudra, it's pretty easy to chase Genesex. so like... My, my perspective on the matchup is that I'm trying to just goo down some bench genesecs and eventually take the Drapion knockout on the Mew. Like, I know yep. I'm playing a seven-prize game, but... And then, you know, that that could change if Goo continues to see increased play. Because right now, you can do that because Mew doesn't play Oricoria. Yeah. Um. But Mew is allowed to put Oracorio back in, and then, you know, Goo either doesn't one-shot or now you need Belt in that matchup, too.
0: Uh. Yes and no, right? Like, I mean, if they play that, if you, like, you can, and this sounds terrible, but bear with me. Like, you can actually then boss just the orc orion set boss in the arguments the that then the,
1: the it's six John, still game, game. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, like, I don't actually like it. Just makes you have to prioritize differently, or it makes it so you have to have the boss like to to do it first. Like, so like I mean, yes, it it, it forces a more linear like you have to choose to do it gameplay, but like I don't think it actually necessarily changes any of the math throughout the to total. know of no. And
1: I, I do agree with that point as well. You're you're right as far as that goes, but it also is like and this isn't what this this episode is about, but like then you're you're leaving them you player with their X versus killing it genesis yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is which is impactful every time when you start your turn with three X in play versus two, you're able to make different decisions and you're more likely to hit every time, right? Mm-hmm. Um ignoring like the attrition aspect of that means after you killed the first two and you know, now it's down down to the mu phase of the game. They only have two Genesecs at most if they didn't prize or discard any to find their Roxanne Path play.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think that would be something like like you said. That's not necessary for this episode, but it's something we would have to. Go yeah, yeah, further exactly. down.
1: It's it's interesting though, but I mean, I I think that um, I, I think that the second Drapion's. I mean, it obviously is helping a lot in the matchup, but like I I feel like so often you're going to have to manually set it up that I really don't value too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so the only other Pokemon, like we said, like I, I know I've seen some who plays Amazon. I don't think that one's worth really discussing. No, at this I don't point. think that's real, um, um, but the my, Articuno might be
1: my question for you before we go to the, yeah. the Articuno, because it is like real techie. Um, how have you felt about Cramorant? It's been in my deck the whole time. I've attacked with it once, I think, um, um, and I haven't played a ton of games, but like, it doesn't feel very good to me. Do you just have to play one? Is there just, like, enough spots where that's going to help you clean up math because the Gudra doesn't one-shot things? Or
0: Yeah, it allows what? you to kind of, like, clean things up. It allows you to set things up necessarily in the early game. Like, if they aren't going to just, like, it, like into, like, the things like the Maridons or the... Uh, uh, there's other things where I've, I've found where... Or, like, even in the mirror where you're, like, able to take early one-shots because, like... Yes, you can tank it in Lost Box, but like, especially if it's like, like you don't want to give them every single free turn. Yeah. Right? So it's sure. kind of like, it's more board control than it is actually like building towards your end game in those kind of matchups. So I like that. Mm-hmm. Or like, into, 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 uh, Guard of War, while, while you're still setting up, trying to hit the numbers to actually get your Gudra set up or whatever, like, it allows you to kind of exist in the early game and, like, pick your spots, so...
1: Yeah, it makes it sense. It is very in, mediocre. In theory, against Guard, you should be able to, like, rope and kill a rolls a lot of the time. My Guard of War opponents all open uh, double VIP pass, Fog Crystal every game, so that's never once happened in my life, but I do believe that it's technically possible.
0: Yeah, no, I, I hear you. That Why would they open anything less? It, that's the best testing.
1: It, absolutely. Knowing that you are never... Dude, this is not a joke. Just quick caveat. You know how many games online I've played against Gardi where they have literally had four cards left in deck game two or turn two?
0: Yeah, I mean it's, it's actually insanity.
1: It how? Anyways. <laughs> um but to get to the Articuno, so as we kind of just touched on, I do think one of the harder matchups is Gardevoir. It's one of the decks that can hit the numbers to actually kill the Goudra. Um, it is not giving you a lot of prizes very consistently. Because obviously like all these cards are one browsers except for the Guardi EX and the Zation. The Guardi EX is too big for you to to kill reliably. Um so there's definitely some problems in that matchup. And I, I do think the Articuno goes a long way in uh clearing the gap there, especially like with the Raihan, or if you play a little more aggressively towards setting up your uh, Mirage Gate. Because like to use towardsless as an example, Penny's the only card that can uh pivot anything out of your active once it's up there. Yep you can't penny up the the guard of Vori X, and the Articuno can just soften it up so that you can kill it yep um which is really powerful actually and that's one of the only ways that you can like really lock cards up against that deck because everything else is a basic but you know even even like a one prize guard or a Curly. Like, you can still just lock it there that gives you some time to set up and it basically is a free prize
0: yeah i like it i want to test it it's i don't you don't it's not as like commonplace at this point but i just feel like it does add something and i think if i don't like it it could it's one of those things that your bad matchups are often not like they're not bad because like you can do nothing against them it's because you don't have enough time to do the stuff against them Mm -hmm. so giving yourself that extra time really could actually go a long way it is awkward in the sense that it's not like you can power it up quickly it's not like you can like uh melanie to it but like yeah
1: but it's attached mirage gate or attached yeah. Rahan. yeah you know? so it's,
0: it's not impossible I, I i'm going to that's one card that i've not tested yet i also actually well, okay, don't think i own one so i will not be playing it like, i
1: actually don't know if i own one either it's fine you say that
0: i see if the store has one and i assume they won't so i'll have to order it so i will not be testing it necessarily in person very soon but it is something i'm going to try to mess with online because the card is like the card is very like it was format warping in a sense last form because like how strong paralysis was yeah it's a respect so if I can give my a deck that I already think is well positioned that extra added layer of de- demanding respect, and I think that it's in a really good position.
1: Yeah, and to go with that, um, I still think the deck is already pretty solid against Lugia. Like the the math works out decently, though. This is that's one of the matchups where like you can argue that Choice Belt is is very good, but um, again, just playing the one doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But Articuno is still you know very good against them. It's funny that they're the deck that's better positioned to play against it, as I see Thornton become more and more common. um but it's still there you force them to have something to deal with it yeah and it is again one of the only ways you can like reliably turn the gardevoir matchup around in like a certain turn because once they're set up like the the two things that seem to really matter in that matchup from my perspective are if you can go really fast and greninja their bench or if you can find a way to deal with that gardevoir as two prizes because they're not gonna give the only time they're offering you two prizes is when their zation takes two or three prizes back from you
0: yeah
1: um so you need to find ways to take multi-prize turns there when they're not at least getting two prizes on the back end as well and the Articuno lets you do that there's some argument to say that Drape lets you do that too um in the matchup yeah. but like you're, yeah. you're still forced to like boss that one's just like harder right because if you boss it up then you have to have like gate gate to get there um so, I don't know. But I, I don't think there's anything else to talk about Pokemon-wise. I, I think don't either. That really, those are your options. You can play 2 Drape if you wanted to. You can play Articuno if you wanted to. I think... Don't play 2 Cramorant. Uh, just to touch on something that used to be pretty common, I don't see it very often anymore. Uh, you think it's insane to play 2 Goodra V3 V-Star, right?
0: I've never liked that. I don't know if yeah. insane is the right word, but I've never particularly cared for it. So, especially, like, I don't know. I, 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 I think that you're just like, you're trying to be a little bit too cute. You're not going to actually ever really, like, it's, I don't know what, you would have to give me an exact example of what you're cutting it for and why that is so much better than actually having the consistency of setting up in a deck that, Mm -hmm. like, you want to, like, you have time, but, like, not that much. So, yeah, no, I would not play two.
1: I'm just even, if you get to that point, I feel like you're, the onus is now on you to explain to me why playing, like, 2-3 is better than playing, like, a, an extra copy of Ultra Ball or something, which yep. I know there's obviously a cost to, but there's also a, a bigger range there, so.
0: Well, the issue is, oftentimes, it feels like they don't do to play an extra copy of that. It's to play something else that's kind of a little bit tacky, and it's, like, at that point, then, like, what are we really, like, well, what that you my, that's
1: my point as far as, like, why are we, why are we cutting a Gooder V, and, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It just doesn't make much sense to me. Um the last pokemon i'll I'll reference which went with saying an extra ultra ball uh it's gone back and forth in the deck where people used to play luminion last format and i haven't kept up deeply with Gudra list do you think there's any merit to playing luminion in this deck or you just off it you don't want to give up more two prizers other than Gudra.
0: um i'm not like Like, off it is
1: again a strong word yeah you lean towards it not being worth it
0: yeah i haven't Felt the need to actually get it back in there because and like I said, I, I I like some number of Poke Gear in here and I think that that's sufficient to like kind of fill a similar niche.
1: Fair enough. You wanna move on to the trainer son?
0: Yeah, let's do that. So um supporter count, like we said, uh, four four colders experiment, three boss, uh three energy get back cards, whether mm-hmm. it be I I'm currently, like I said, I'm with you where it's currently two Melanie. And a Raihan and uh, a Roxanne. I think Roxanne. Like I, every time I play a Lost Box deck, I want to get fit Roxanne in there because it is so strong. And this one actually like can uh, easily afford time for it and just be super punishing. Whenever you're also like reduce, like like if you're ever in a situation where you're like reduce or like heal with Moisture Star and then do it, like you just put them on such a clock like, hey, I only have to take like one or two more knockouts. You're not getting there in time. So uh, that's where I'm at on my supporter count with two Poke Gear. Does that sound about right to you?
1: Yeah, I'm in the exact same spot, same pokegear count and everything. I've gone I've played every number between 0 and 2 pokegear. I haven't played more. Um just too hard to fit in so far for me. Um I know the last format at some point I think two Roxanne was pretty standard in this deck. I don't feel like I can fit it right now, but do you, would you like to fit those in if you could? Is that something you're like um... actively thinking about or is this just like a you you get one? <sighs>
0: Probably closer to that. I like would I like to be like I just don't see a world where we're where we're realistically resolving it twice unless like we get to a place where the um sky steel like sky steel becomes pretty relevant and they find something like if there's something that I don't know about like, like that we have not figured out yet that it actually like tilts sky steel in that matchup because then I'd want to be able to like actually realistically like tilt them back off of that but otherwise mm-hmm. like until then I just I don't see where you're weaving in a second one. Because okay. once you get to the end game, you're probably going to get to do it once to try to give yourself time. But then from there, you're, like, bossing multiple times. You're not actually going to be able to disrupt all that right. often. Right. So, yeah, I, I don't, like, I like it, but I don't I don't think it's really all that necessary. Makes sense uh, to me. Are you and playing? Go ahead.
1: No, Nobody. I was going to say, I don't think there's any other supporters to really even consider in here, do you?
0: No, and there's nothing else. That... Like, I mean, no, nah, I, I wouldn't think so. Uh, Like, I yeah. Um, And then I'm playing, are you playing 3 Mirage Gate?
1: I am. That was one of the other cards that I wanted to touch on a little bit. I yeah. think, partially for me, this goes hand-in-hand hand with playing the Raihan to, to power up the Articuno or even, like, Greninja in some situations if you're able to just, like, get a, a cheeky attach-off on it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the Greninja, awkwardly enough, can swing a lot of matchups too. Like I mentioned against Guardi, that's one of the the big things to me that lets you swing the matchup, and it does make me kind of want to play for Gate. Um... But like when you're already playing three energy acceleration supporters and you have to dedicate like more of your game plan to getting seven cards in your lost zone if you want to go lean into the Mirage Gate, it's tough. Like there's certainly a metagame where I would do it, where I'm like all in on beating Gardevoir, especially where it's like I need to play to Micro Ninja and my Articuno. Um, but right now I feel like just playing the Articuno is already like giving a lot of deference to the deck to the point where I don't think you need to go ham and play the the fourth gate. Though you could convince me that. Articuno MLS is supposed to be the fourth gate.
0: Yeah, I think that's kind of the swing spot, right? Because, like, you don't, like, Greninja is obviously insane in Lost Box and can, like, spin back some matchups, but, like, you're already pretty good into that anyway. Most so,
1: places where it's good, your favorite, it's just Guardi.
0: Yeah, so if I would, that's why I want to try the Articuno first mm-hmm. and see how I like it in there and see if that, like, actually swings it enough in your favor, and then if not, I would probably come back to considering something like a fourth Mirage gate.
1: Yeah, that's exactly where I was at, and I haven't. I put the Articuno in, and I really like it in theory, but I haven't drawn it in the matchup ever. Um, let's talk about like the setup ball search cards. Like we're playing two Pokégear as like a setup card that obviously is closer to a supporter, but for your other setup cards, I guess four VIP passes, just standard at this point in the deck. Um, I think three Nest Ball really is the number, though I've seen anywhere from two to four. Do you have any, you know, opinion on- there? Or do you think?
0: I'm on okay. two and I want to fit a third. So Okay.
1: I guess this is probably the next one. How many Ultra Ball are you playing? Two. Hmm. Alright, I'm only playing one Ultra Ball. So No,
0: I mean and that could that, be I'm not opposed that to could be that. It. At all. <laughs> yeah. That
1: was easy um, enough. Yeah, so I was playing three and two for a while, but I felt like um the cost is pretty high in this deck actually. You don't build up cards in your hand insanely well. And the likelihood of you finding your Good v star, even if you're like sometimes you are just melanying and going i hope i draw it but you see enough cards from your deck especially when you're doing comfy stuff like you find it normally um i'm not against playing two ultra ball but one has kind of worked out fine for me and then i noticed pretty much nobody plays history and heavy ball are you playing it
0: i'm not right now um
1: is that a card that you would like to fit in i guess from from my perspective um it goes back to what I said about the Articuno and the yeah. Greninja. Like, there's enough matchups where those cards are really good, especially, I like, I'm only playing the one Drapion, if you're playing two, that where, like, I kind of do want to fit the Heavy Ball in. Yeah. I felt like it was that or my second Poké Gear.
0: To me, at this point, like, it's it, it's about how good is the Articuno, because, like, like, realistically, I'd only be playing, I guess you could say, like you said, you, you could be playing it for the Drapion, but realistically, you're only playing it. For the Greninja. And like, obviously, that's really good. But like, I don't know if that makes me want to cut the Poke Gear down. But like, if Articuno also seems like it's as good as it Mm doesn't vary, then you could start to sway me into thinking that let's kind of tweak things around so I can get in there. Because like, I'm with you where like a lot of decks like over the last year, or however long it's been since Sui and Heavy Ball has come out. Like, I immediately want it in there because it is such a good Mm -hmm. card. So yeah, I'm not I'm not opposed to it. I just haven't fit it in yet.
1: And I guess there's some argument that, like, the third nest ball, or in your case, the second ultra ball, could also be the the heavy yeah. ball. So, like, there's, you know, if you... There's spots. You have to, like, see how you feel about the ball search, I guess, what what spot makes the most sense. Like, it's probably the most analogous to the nest ball, since you're, you know, you are getting um, basics with it. You have a bunch of copies of those, so they're the most likely to be prized. Yep. Um, I, I don't know. So, but I mean, I, I think that's really it. It's one to two ultra ball. Somewhere in the two to four nest ball range. Maybe you play heavy ball. Play four VIP pass. Um, how's your switch count? What's your feeling there?
0: I'm currently at four escape rope, and I just went down to three switch. Uh, I want to find the find like I want to find the fourth one in there, but it's like it's like there's a bunch of cards I won in that last slot, like we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. So, um, which I, like this is not a switch count, but it kind of is. It brings us to the stadiums as well. Sure. One, yeah. What is your stadium count, or what? Are, like, what are you? I'm just
1: playing. I'm playing the same switches as you right now. I'm playing four rope, three switch, two beach court.
0: So I was trying the crystal cave because I wanted to see if because I've seen it enough with people playing it. So uh, that all that immediately made me miss the fourth switch, mm-hmm. and I have yet to find where I actually like like I, I maybe in the mirror, but like it's not actually yeah. in the mirror because like then they're using it too. I don't right. know. It doesn't I, make I don't, a lot
1: of sense. I don't
0: think I don't think crystal cave is really all that good. And that was gonna be one of the questions we got to and we kind of got there through the switch information, but. I don't. Yeah, I've I, I yet to find the reason. I wish somebody could tell me the math, because maybe I'm just dumb. But I, I just have not found the reason to play. it. Yeah,
1: I, I haven't played it, but in theory, I didn't come up with any reasons that I like to play it. Um, the thing that I will do want to talk, talk about as far as the switches go, like we kind of mentioned some matchups where you would like want to play the full Mirage Gate, and I think if you if you feel that the fourth gate is really important. Um, I think that playing another switch is something that you might want to do to facilitate that a little bit more. Yeah. I also think that once you decide that Mirage Gate is more important, that's another, like, you can't cut Poke Gear anymore. You need to find your choruses if you believe there's enough matchups where early Mirage Gates are relevant. Yeah. Um, one of the nice things if you go heavier on Melanie, especially if you don't play Raihan, is how easy it is to set up your Gujras without needing your Mirage Gates. So you can kind of hedge that way. It's just, it, it's weird because it sounds like you're, talking about like the consistency engine of the deck but like these these things are good in different spots yeah and that's kind of the the interesting part about building this deck to me like it's all engine but it's what way do you want your engine to work in different matchups yeah certainly. um and then I guess to move on to the stadiums because I, I don't have much else to say about the uh trainers um oh the only other trainer that I guess has any any merit is the energy recycler we already kind of touched on the the belt band situation. Um, are you playing Recycler? I know at some point you were.
0: I am right now, and it's because of how often I found myself using Greninja that I wanted to be able to have the option to use Greninja without actually like li- like. And this is before I was playing Right Hand. I like so uh, mm-hmm. like without actually limiting myself in terms of other options. I found like too often to get in the game. I was half to Greninja and then like actually get attack with Greninja. So you're just wasting mm-hmm. so many energies that I would run out in the late game. That could just be like get better with a deck, and then it ends up coming out. But well, I what's have- your
1: energy count look like then? To Go with yeah. that.
0: Uh six water, five metal, and V Guard V Guard. So Okay.
1: So I'm I'm playing seven water, five metal, V Guard. I'm playing one more energy instead of the, the Recycler. That, yeah,
0: I could totally get on board with that too.
1: And that was mostly because of the Articuno at the end of the day, since it's another double water attack. Um and yeah. I just felt like that was I, I do just in general not really like playing energy recycler I know. um for a lot of reasons. Like it is just actually a crap card. Yeah um but you know, when you play Kyogre, it's worth it. When you play a ton of Mirage Gates, it can be worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another, like, if I went to four gate, you would probably see me cut my seventh water energy for a Recycler as well.
0: Yeah, I, I haven't gone up to seven water yet. Like, that, I might actually try that just because to see if, like, you know, I find, like, any sort of diminishing or anything like that without playing the Recycler. Like I said, mm-hmm. I think that at this point, while I'm like, I've obviously played the Decaton, like, in other formats, but I still find myself really learning it. And until I, mm-hmm. like, actually get fully comfortable with it, I'm giving myself the crutch. That's probably not the right way to handle it. No, we are.
1: I also think, again, I mentioned this kind of in passing about uh, regular Lost Box, like Energies are draw cards when you have Greninja in play, so it's it's not the worst to just have another Energy in your deck over a card that's Recycling Energies. Um, There's, like, things that obviously change that math around, but, you know, it is what it is, and I, I have not found too badly that I'm flooding on Energies. I think if I cut one, it would be the V-Guard before anything else, but I do like that math in the, in the mirror. Yeah. Um, so let's talk other stadiums though, because I think there are three options that you can really play. And we already talked about beach court, and I guess you kind of covered cave. You're not very impressed with it either. In theory, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, have you tried Temple of Sinnoh?
0: Uh it's it's the next one I wanted to try for sure. Okay. So like whenever I first started getting back into playing the deck, um, I was just on the on the two or three training courts. Like it hasn't been three for a while. It's mostly just been two stadiums for a while. But it, mm-hmm. it was it was t- three training courts and two training courts, then one and one with trying the Crystal Cave. But I do like the idea of Temple. Like it's just such a a power spike card, in in very in certain matchups. So, and like at least it answers things. Like if you want a stadium bump, that's cool. Like especially, I don't know. I think it's really worth considering because there are times that it's just like like it's just yeah. the stones against Lugia.
1: Agreed. The hard part is you have to fit another switch in. Then as soon as you cut any yeah. any beaches, you have to play another switch, and that's just like you know. And I don't y- think you're it's hard. Gonna play, I
0: don't think you are going to cut anything else for a stadium. Like you are cutting a stadium. You are right. not going to play three. So no, it's... no,
1: you are. It's those slots. So then, do we fit another switch in? Which is hard. Yeah. Um, yeah but i think we probably should call it there we're pretty much out of time so
0: (laughs) yeah that'll do it thank you guys for uh, listening to our deep dive and uh we will catch you guys next week on ancient wisdom
1: thanks guys